We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 97.1 fm talk on demand audio so one of the things that the rebels in the house uh, the matt gates the boberts and chip roys and everybody else although i i do draw a little distinction between even some of those three names they want a vote on term limits and that was something that apparently was agreed to uh with the negotiations with kevin mccarthy micah beckwith is with us director of indiana's u.s term limits group let's talk about term limits and whether or not congressional term limits might make it through the house obviously the president's not going to not going to sign that. Well, I, I don't know. We'll see Mike what thinks about that. Mike, how are you? Good afternoon. Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Let's let's you know, this has been an idea that I've certainly talked about for decades, term limits. It never seems to go anywhere because obviously it's the members that would be affected that would have to, you know, vote on this, which is one of the reasons it was demanded, I think, last week. In Missouri, I was here during this debate 30 something years ago, and we were coming off of a situation where we had a guy named Bob Griffin, who was the Speaker of the House. He ended up getting indicted as, you know, let's let's face it, a fair amount of politicians do. And then we ended up with term limits. Now, one of the, and I was a fan of those, by the way, uh, one of the consequences, though, has been a bit of lack of experience in the legislature, and there have been some downside of that. And I even think people who supported it back 30 years ago would admit that. Now, congressional term limits might be a little different. What would be the proposal specifically that your group would would advocate, for example? Yeah, so uh, U.S. term limits is advocating for a uh, only a federal term limit uh, bill. So this would this would be uh, U.S. House members would only be able to serve for three terms at six years, and then uh, U.S. members of the Senate would be able to serve for two terms, and that would be twelve years. So you got twelve in the Senate and six in the House. And uh, you know the reason behind this, the reason we're we're advocating for federal term limits, not state or local term limits, is is it's a lot easier to track down your state reps and your state senators and your local you know, you, you you'll see them at ball games or you'll see them you know at the grocery store you can you have a little bit more recourse when they're doing things you don't like yeah you're a u.s senator you probably won't ever cross <laughs> right right the there's senator, a big right? difference yeah there is a big exactly. difference yes exactly yep so that's that's really why we're, we're pushing this but to your point earlier yeah they probably won't vote on limiting themselves uh, but if they don't, there's a mechanism in the Constitution called an Article 5 convention. So if you look at Article 5, uh, it allows for a constitutional convention. We've never had one since the, the very first constitutional convention back in Philadelphia. But uh, we could, if we get two-thirds of the state to pass resolutions, we could trigger a constitutional convention, and we could call for term limits and amend the Constitution, and we could have the 28th Amendment be uh, U.S. term limit. Uh, uh, amendment, and and then we could do it for them. We could say, "Hey, you guys in Washington, you're not doing a good job. We're gonna we're gonna take the reins here and do it ourselves." And so that's 
that's the mechanism that we're working towards. But hey, if Congress wants to do it themselves, we're good with that. I, I, I just, like you said, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the most. Uh, 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 plausible of all. Well, and, and the problem with the other scenario, and I'm, by the way, I'm a fan. Uh, I think this is something that we need to strongly consider. But on the Constitutional Convention part or the, the you know, the amended part, you, you would have that's still an uphill challenge. Getting all those states on board in the process would be complicated, right? I mean, they've tried before. I don't even know if any states have voted on this yet. Uh, there have been. So we've got uh, U.S. term limits. We've got over half dozen. Uh, so I think we got close to I think we we're seven or eight every year. I mean, every it's constantly changing. So we're, we're moving that direction. I will tell you this. Uh, there is a there's another movement uh, called a Convention of States, and that's been kind of going on a little bit longer than U.S. term limits. They're calling for a constitutional convention to get term limits. Uh, a balanced budget. And I think there's one other uh, amendment they want to see. And I, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but they have, I believe, close to 22 states that have signed on to their resolution. So, you know, theoretically, it's possible. they're working hard. Yeah. They could trigger that in the next five to 10 years. Well, and you would have to, you would know this, Micah, but when you look at the polling of this, my sense would be, maybe I'm wrong, that most of the American people, I don't care what side of the aisle they're on, would say, okay, this is probably a pretty good idea, right? Absolutely. So we've done polling on it and it's upwards of 80 percent of Americans think term limits are a good idea. So it, it's really funny. You know, I'm, a, I'm a constitutional conservative. I, I'm kind of a firebrand in Indiana and I'll, you know, I'll tick off some of the, the craziest leftists out there. And uh, but then I, I come I come in with this term limit stuff. I start talking about that. And they're like, you know what? Actually, we kind of agree with you. And so it, it's really it's really interesting. It is a very bipartisan thing where you, you go to Walmart and ask, you know, 10 people, hey, do you want our our politicians to be to have term limits in Washington, 10 out of 10 are probably going to say, yes, we do. So, <laughs> well, it's just, you know, I think you, you pointed out on your side or in your release, you got Kevin McCarthy. I don't have anything personally against Kevin McCarthy. I think some of those people who voted against him last week do. But look, he spent 16 years in the House. He's in his ninth term. We know how long Nancy Pelosi's been there. We know that power corrupts. We, we probably know that the founders didn't really envision a situation like this. And, you know, one of the other challenges then would be, and I don't know how you get around this, uh, but you, you, I think, and I think the American people feel like in the House of Representatives in particular, if you just had some more regular people representing constituents, but the game is so focused on money, it's very difficult to be a grassroots candidate. So you just don't have those types of people. And then what happens is the vicious cycle of, and I don't know that this would be stopped by term limits. You got someone in there for three terms and then they become a lobbyist, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of it. I mean, we're, this, there's always going to be battles to keep uh, our government pure and healthy. Uh, and, and it's not an easy fight. But this is one this is one mechanism of kind of coming at the cancer. That's that I think we all would say is taking over Washington. And and uh, it, but to your point, we are supposed to be a citizen legislature. I mean, our founders wanted that to be the case. It was it was a government for the people and, and by the people. And and we are we're, we're, we've lost that. It's not that anymore. And, you know, the, the reason the, the House of Representatives only has two year terms is because it, it, I've, I've actually talked to some members of Congress now, and they, they don't like the fact that it's only two years. They wish it would be four or six years like the Senate, because they're always in campaign mode. Yeah, but that's right. What they, fail, what they fail to realize is the reason it's two-year terms, and our founders set it up that way, is because if you were only technically supposed to ter- serve one term, and you would get on your horse, you'd, you'd ride hours to Washington, you'd, you'd, you'd know what your community wants because you just left your community, and you wouldn't be out of touch with your community until about year, the end of year two. Then you start to lose touch with your community, and then you go back and you, 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 you high-five someone else, say, okay, I did my duty, now you go and serve. They, it really wasn't a 
fun thing. It's kind of like jury duty. You, you do it, but you don't really necessarily like to. You're, it's your community saying, we need you to go to Washington and tell, tell them what we want as a community. And so that's really what it was. We've turned it into this this system that creates uh, these pseudo kings and queens, and that's not that's not good. No, and, and it has become a you know it's become a career choice for for a lot of politicians. And I, I I don't really you know this may sound weird, especially from someone who you know who talks to people on the radio about this stuff. But it's a little mysterious to me why anyone would want to do these things, because I, I get public yeah. service, but it, it's just especially given the media climate and everything. But let's just kind of take a step from that. You're not well compensated, right? Um, it's got to be motivated by the power, for the most part. Maybe I'm being yeah, cynical, I, but I mean, just just look at government. We, we've got a situation where we've got. I mentioned this going in. We've got a um, the president of our board of aldermen and two other aldermen are going to prison. They're reporting today because of a corruption scandal, a bribery scandal. So, you know, let's face it. The the they're not the only it, ones doing it, right? And that's the impression that a lot of voters have. That's right, and. Uh, I, I ran a congressional race. I, I ran in 2020, and I, I'm a pastor, and I, I didn't have any money. I was able – like, you know, I raised about $140,000, which for me is like a lot of money. I was sure. like, dang, that's, you know, that's like the Lord raining, raining down funds from heaven right there, right? Um, but there were 15 candidates in our primary, and I would say four – I ended up taking third out of 15, but I would say out of the top six, not, not including me, so the five others, probably had – independent wealth that they invested three to four hundred thousand dollars of their own money and then they also raised another you know two to three hundred thousand dollars so they were upwards the one the the lady who won her name is victoria sparts and she uh she, she yeah we heard we heard some of her audio last week because she was one of the holdouts she was voting president a couple of times during all that vote she she's got the accent president. right yeah. <laughs> that's right she does yes very thick ukrainian accent she's and she's a friend of mine and i, I like victoria and uh and we were kind of the two strong conservatives in that race but but the reason really, I mean, she was able to pull it out is because th- she invested about a million dollars of her family's money into into that primary. And so it really keeps the little guy. Out. We want the we want the normal guy to be able to go to Washington, but they can't. No normal guy can do that. What normal person wants to you know, try to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, potentially of their own money, and then get blasted by the media, get blasted by the other side, potentially get canceled when when you come back home? I mean. It, it's you're right. I don't I don't know why people want to do the job other than just that lust for power. Or you really do believe that you have a duty to serve your country and this is a way you can do it. Well, but, and I want to believe that, you know, I'd like to believe that. But it, it's really difficult for the cynicism to not take over, especially given the climate that we're in right now. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, I, I think you're I think we're all cynical. I, I don't think that's uh, necessarily just uh, an anomaly. I think we all see it. and We all. But. But you know what? That's a good thing. I, I would if I I'd rather I'd rather the citizens be cynical than to just blindly trust the government. You know, our founders didn't even trust the government they were creating. That's why they put all the checks and balances in. And, you know, I, I teach the constitutional history and kind of the, the biblical kind of ties that the Constitution has. And 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 they they understood the founders understood the human heart. And they knew that the human heart was was desperately wicked and no one could understand. No one could 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 uh, fathom the wickedness, the depths of wickedness of the human heart. And so they said even the best of us could 
could potentially become prey to the lust of power. Absolutely. In in a perfect, yeah, yeah, perfect example of that is the people I just spoke of were deemed like Lewis Reed, who was the president of the board of aldermen, who actually called me today. He was deemed like one of the good guys, like the, the two out of the three that went down for a lot of people here, both on both sides of the aisle, they were shocked. So then you know, you sit back, you analyze, you think about it and say, wow, if, if the people that we thought were kind of fighting the elements here in St. Louis trying to do the right things, if they're doing this, then what else is happening? Yeah. Well, you know, term limits really kind of was birthed out of this idea of, uh, of uh, George Washington stepping back and stepping down from a two, term, two terms of presidency. I mean, and he did it because of that very reason. If you read his writings, he knows that he doesn't want to become prey to that wickedness of the human heart, the lust for power. And I think he even realized, he's like, listen, I, I'm two terms and I'm done. And, and you know what? It was really tempting for him because the, uh, the Army, the Continental Army, wasn't getting paid by Congress, and they were getting ticked. And so they went to their commander, who was you know, their general, George Washington, who is now president, and they said, listen, we will, we'll, we'll prop you up as king. We'll overthrow Congress. We'll make the Washington line king, and you'll have your descendants will be king of America for, for generations to come, we're tired of Congress. And he said, no, he said that we've just fought a revolution to, to end this idea of a monarchy. It has to be for the people. And I can't imagine the temptation that that would have been for him to do that. I mean, it's almost kind of like when Jesus was taken up into the, into the mountain by, by the devil and the devil said, I'll give you all of this if you just bow your knee to me. Right. And I think, I think the devil knows that if he can tempt even Christ with power like that, then who are we to withstand that ultimate lust of power? And I, so again, we got to have those checks and balances, and that's why term limits, I really believe, is a great just—it's a great mechanism to protect us all from that lust for power. Mike, a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on here on 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. Hey, thanks for having me. Yep, keep us posted. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 